Welcome back to This Week in Film. I'm Nick Panunto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, what's going on? Not much. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing okay. Um, This is the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past week. And uh, I think this week we've both seen the same movies. Excellent. Which is exciting. Um, And which are those, Nick? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, before we get started, I just wanted to uh, congratulate ourselves on getting to ten thousand listens on the on the old podcast. We hit we hit ten thousand earlier this week. Good job, Nick! Yay, we did it! Um, Ah! uh, Very exciting. Um, but uh, let's see. This since we both seen the movies, uh, we're going to talk about this week. Um, I guess we should just start off with with a spoiler warning for for the episode for um, the movie Troll Hunters, and we watched um, nineteen twenty two, and that's a uh, Troll Hunter troll, singular. Troll Hunter, yes, okay. Uh, just just in case there's a Troll Hunters out there, and someone goes to watch that, and they're like, "This is awful." There was an animated because uh, we watched it on Netflix, and there's an animated movie called Troll Hunters, and for a moment we weren't sure which one we were supposed to watch. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. I thought you were kidding. Uh, well, then it's a good thing we did specify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what would you like to start with? Oh, man. I've been waiting to hear what your thoughts on Troll Hunter for like forever. So uh, let's start there. Okay. So Troll Hunter is a um, Nordic movie um, about... Um, it's like a found footage movie about, um, uh, trolls <laughs> <laughs> and hunting them. Yeah. Um, so like this, this, this group of college students are doing a video report on, uh, these mysterious murders, um, and, and they're being blamed on bears. Um, but uh, while they're while they're doing their investigation, uh, they they find out that there's like a poacher or something. So, I don't really understand how they how they were able to put it all together. But anyway, um, this this guy that they find he turns out to be he's a troll hunter um, because in Norway trolls exist and they're they're giant monster trolls and. Uh, and- now the people uh, who are who are doing the documentary and talking to this guy, they're they're not really believing right away, unless I'm recalling incorrectly somehow. They don't believe right away that there are trolls, right? No, they 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 follow this guy around. The guy tells them to get lost many times, and uh, and they keep following him, and eventually they follow him one night. Uh, while he's on one of his troll hunting missions and <laughs> he runs he runs back like there's an explosion sound and you hear him running and then he runs past him and as he runs past him he yells trolls <laughs> and the word troll in in nordic is the same as it is in english <laughs> Um, um, and so, so from, well, that, that pretty much covers the plot, right? Just in terms of like what it's about. Yeah. So they, I mean, they sort of end up with him 
or at his side throughout the whole movie. But but once they kind of figure out that there are, that there actually are trolls, and it's pretty much seeing how they kind of interact and and hunt them. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, the guy is charged. The guy works for the super secret government agency that is in charge of they're like the troll security system or something like that. The TSS, I think. And um, there are many different kinds of trolls. There's there's super giant trolls. There's smaller trolls that live in groups. And uh, I, there are trolls that live under bridges. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that part was great. Where they're where they're at the bridge, and he keeps bringing more and more goats out. Yep. Because I started going. T Rex doesn't want to be fed. He wants to hunt. <laughs> Um, but, um, overall I thought the movie was pretty okay. Um, I, once, once we saw the first troll, uh, I was kind of like, oh, okay, we're just going to keep seeing more trolls. And I I was impressed with how good the troll looked. I thought it was going to look real bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the special effects for the troll were pretty, pretty decent. I mean, they weren't super great, but they were pretty decent. Um, and, uh. I enjoyed the movie. Jill did not. Jill no. Jill, Jill thought it was boring. Well, I didn't recommend it to Jill. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I've seen this movie I think three times. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and and I like it more and more. Not just every time I watch it, but like the longer I've had to to think about it and kind of come back to it and. Um, the main guy, I just I think that guy's great. It's such an interesting character because he he kind of like you said he he sort of takes these people on begrudgingly, or he's pretty much like you know I don't really need you in my way, um, and he he's still kind of just like I got to do what I got to do. Like he's kind of focused on what he's doing. He sort of tolerates them as pests. Yeah, and he's kind of this casual expert like he like you, you know he said he's part of like this top secret sort of thing but you look at him and you're like this guy doesn't look like you know top secret anything he just kind of he's like that dude who you you would be super glad to have him on your like survival expedition mm-hmm. not because he's got any sort of formal training or anything like that but just because he knows what he's doing um and I, I enjoyed that a lot, um, and I agree with you about the the effects. Like I was, because it's kind of a lower budget thing. I was expecting, oh man, when we do finally see one of these trolls, this is gonna be bad. Um, but I thought they were surprisingly cool looking. Um, and uh, what what did you think about the the found footage quality of this? movie uh i thought it was pretty good it, it wasn't really shaky cam too much um yeah like you could tell like they were trying to avoid too much of that um and and from like a production point of view um the fact that it wasn't super shaky the whole time and and i thought it was pretty great um because i didn't feel like i was getting sick or anything like that um 
I'm with you a hundred percent. And in fact, I think as far as found footage movies go, um, that I've seen, this is probably the one that I, I enjoy how they do it the most because, because of that, because it's just like, there's enough shakiness to, to, you know, it's not like you're watching a found footage movie and then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, wait a minute. When did they get a camera dolly? Right. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's also not so shaky that it's ridiculous. And it's not, I mean, like even movies like, you know, the Transformers movies that are super high budget and aren't supposed to be, you know, they're not found footage, but they're so shaky that you can't see what the hell's going on. It just gives you a headache. Mm-hmm. Like this one, I, they, they, I thought they would have more reason to do that than anybody. Cause the budget does seem to be lower. Uh, but they keep things on the screen, you know, things that you can clearly see things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not giving you a headache and, and it doesn't take you out of the film the way some of the shakiness is where you're like, man, I can, I can tell they just didn't have the budget to make a good special effect. So they shook the camera all over the damn place. Yeah. Um, are you, so yes, are you outside? I am outside. Oh, I can hear a bird. (laughs) (laughs) um so and 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 just you know because i saw this movie this week but happened to have forgotten uh it is subtitled right yeah it's uh it's in nordic but it has english subtitles um which which i gotta say um because we finished watching troll hunters and then went right into watching 1922 and um i expected there to be more nordic talk so when thomas jane starts talking i was really i was really taken aback for a minute i was like oh man he's speaking english through his teeth <laughs> how am i supposed to know what he's saying i can't read it right oh right um, um, um the other thing about troll hunter i thought was was interest was was funny was that um and again we're, we're getting we're getting into spoilers so if you wanted to see troll hunter um please stop listening now would you would you recommend that they that your listeners do check it out? I would say check it out. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I I do feel like they show the trolls a little too soon. Like they they show the monsters too soon. Because like once I saw it, I was like, oh okay, so it's just going to be more of this for the rest of the movie. And I was kind of right. But um, the journey that you go on with them is pretty interesting. And like you said, the main troll hunter guy, he is a fascinating character. Um, like by, by the, you really believe that this guy is a troll hunter. Yeah. You kind of want to go with him on a hunt. Yeah. Like, like I did. I'm like, man, I wish I could find this guy and just go hunting trolls with him. Even if he was just, you know, you know, in reality, obviously it would not be a thing, but, uh, or is it, I would enjoy going around with, with that specific guy, even if there was no such thing, even if he was just completely lost yeah i wonder if that you know what i wonder if that actor's in any other movies i'm sure he is because that was probably as big a budget as a nordic movie gets let's see i have the imdb page here um his name is otto jesperson and he was in a movie called troll hunter which we're talking about a movie called i remember that one a movie called I want to say Bjorning because it's an O with a slash in it. Ah. 
and that movie has a 6.2 rating. It's about illegal sports car racing in Norway. Hmm. Cars don't interest me. I'll pass. <laughs> and he's in another well, movie. Hey, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the Troll Hunter rating? Troll Hunter is rated 7. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, he's also in a movie called Nat Skiffit. And it's oh, it's a TV show which has ten episodes. Oh, and it's rated eight point one. But yeah, I thought maybe, I thought he was I thought he was a terrific actor. Uh, I totally I totally believed that he was a troll hunter the entire time. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I feel like found footage movies wise, you know, it's really up there. And I, I know, you know, maybe I oversold it to you a little bit, but I actually uh, give it some time. I'll, I'll be interested how it kind of sits with you over time also. Sure. Um, the other thing that I liked was um, uh, when, like, towards the end, when the when the guy who's on running the camera admits that he's Christian and they're all like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that Christian element when it first popped up, I was like, I don't know what I think of that, but it, it, uh, I thought it ended up being kind of an interesting element in the movie. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have any more of the troll stench? They can smell me. <laughs> um. Oh man, I'm trying to remember <laughs> the uh, the um, uh, bridge scene. When the troll just grabs the dude and like slams him around, that uh, you yeah, know, it's kind where he's, of where he's, the wearing, most, he's wearing the suit of armor. Yeah, it's probably the most. I mean, other than that, there are trolls. The most unrealistic part of the movie, um, but it it worked for me, and I found it pretty kind of interesting and funny, um, and and the whole like suit of armor thing work <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah well the thing tries to bite him in it and he, he can't so he gives up immediately do you ever see the movie ned kelly about the serial killer um no he's like a kind of like an australian bonnie and clyde i guess clyde guy or billy the kid sort of thing no I um it. It, it's pretty decent it's got orlando bloom and heath ledger um really r.i.p and uh yeah and there's a well now i feel like i'm spoiling something here well to a degree there's a suit of armor kind of thing and it's sort of ridiculous but it works in the movie um and i felt like this was kind of like that too where i'm like this is kind of dumb and then i'm like no i'm entertained and it it somehow fits because it's just kind of quasi fantastical Uh uh-huh well i guess it's pretty legit fantastical since they're trolls but (laughs) anyway I don't know if I have much to add on on Troll Hunter, other than that I'm glad you saw it. Yeah, sorry if it feels like I oversold it. No, it was it was a, it was fine. Um, it uh, it was entertaining. I love when the camera guy got killed. That was great. Um, because remind me how that happened. Um, that was during the scene where he's like he admits that he's Christian, and the trolls can smell him. This is after uh-huh. the trolls were farting. Which, which, right. which really made me laugh. <laughs> um, 
But um, so they're running away, and then he gets caught by a troll, and the camera gets lifted up into the sky, and like you can hear him getting ripped in half. Oh right. Um, and then in the very next scene, they just call in a replacement camera operator. <laughs> they're like, "We need another camera operator." Um, but uh, yeah, Troll Hunter is definitely worth checking out. Um, if if you haven't seen it. Uh, I don't. I don't think that us spoiling anything about it really ruins anything because you see, you meet the trolls very early in the movie. It's not like uh, Jaws where they they hide the shark until like the halfway through the second act or whatever. Yeah, you're not watching the movie. Wonder. It's not like a, you're wondering whether the guy is, you know, just imagining this stuff and you're yeah. waiting to see whether it's true or not. It's yeah, established exactly. pretty early that it's a real thing yeah exactly yeah like very quickly they established trolls are real here they are uh and here's a whole bunch of them um so that's that's troll hunters um would you like to talk about 1922 sure okay you can be you can begin um so 1922 is a movie based on a stephen king i think novella Mm-hmm. Um, or short story. I'm not really quite sure what the difference is there. Yeah, we were trying to figure that out too. I was, I, I said, because Jill asked the same question, and I said, I think a novella is something that's sh- longer than a short story, but shorter than a novel. Yeah, I think, I, I think like at least like the Edgar Allan Poe definition of a short story is something that can be read in one sitting. So maybe a novella is two sittings. Right. Um, but either way, uh, I, I don't generally, I'm not generally a fan of Stephen King movies. Um, you know, with some exceptions, like, you know, I enjoyed Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption. Um, but when it comes to the stuff that's supposed to be a little creepier, uh, it's kind of hit or miss, usually miss. Um, but I like this one. And, and so what, what it's about is a, a, a father, son, and... Uh, mother or wife and the father <clears throat> played by Thomas Jane which you wouldn't even realize unless you looked at the credits I think like yeah. I was watching and I was like who is this guy he's a pretty good actor and I, I don't recognize him yeah, but something movie, about him seems familiar here and there when and I looked it up when it started I, I I mean I knew Thomas Jane was in it but I did not recognize him as the the farmer well, yeah, I mean, for two reasons. One, he he looks hard to recognize, and he's acting really well. <laughs> I didn't know Thomas Jane could really do. Um, and, and I mean, I've seen him in stuff where it's pretty corny and whatnot, you know, like Deep Blue Sea and uh, oh, what was that other one? The Punisher. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's he's really good in it, and. Uh, you know, I, I was watching and just going, I, I don't know who this is every now and again, he would look a little familiar. And, and then I looked it up, saw it was him and still just like, couldn't believe it. Um, but anyway, so he wants to keep the farm that they have and his wife wants to take their son and go to whatever the nearest city is. Omaha. And is it? Yeah. Um, great counting crow song. <laughs> well, so yeah, so she wants to go to the city and they're kind of going back and forth on it. And uh, spoiler alert, 
I'm about to spoil something pretty key. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to watch, if you wanted to watch 1922, we're about to ruin it for you. Yeah, um, Thomas Jane kills his wife, or the character kills the character's wife. Um, so he he kind of walks his son through it and and gets his son on board with killing her, and they do, and then you know kind of has the consequences of kind of tearing them apart and haunting him throughout the rest of the movie. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much, I mean, like plot wise, that's pretty much it. There is some involvement of local police who are suspicious of him. Um, but it's not, it's definitely more about like a telltale heart or telltale heart sort of story than it is him trying to get away from the police. And and it's a slow lead up to like him really being haunted. For the most part, it's uh, it's kind of just seeing a little bit of like how it plays out between him and the son, and then eventually at the end, it all kind of comes together in misery. Yeah. So, what yeah. what do you think of it? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought that the the end of the movie was was really bad. Uh, yeah. I, I did not care for the end of the movie. But like uh, once it starts getting paranormal. Uh basically once once he like loses the house it like like the when they're wrapping everything up i feel like they had no idea how to end it so they're just like uh okay like because the movie the movie starts off with a man entering a hotel room and um he starts writing i guess his memoirs and i didn't realize that it was thomas jane right away uh-huh. um but but it is it's Thomas Jane and he's writing his his conf- I guess you could just call it a confession um about what happened during the year of 1922 um and at the end of the movie you figure you find out that uh he it's the year 1930 uh and I guess his his ghosts have finally caught up to him uh, that, that's it. All got a little confusing, and 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 it just wasn't very clear as to what was going on, other than he was crazy. You know, I completely forgot that it was sort of a framed story, and that he was telling it in confession. I totally forgot that. Yeah. Um. So. Um. As far as performances go, I thought the performances were great. I thought Thomas Jane was outstanding. Yeah. Um, I thought his son did a good job and um I what what I didn't like is they really don't establish that the wife and husband don't get along very well until it's convenient to the story because there's that one scene that they show where the three of them are on the porch and they're all enjoying lemonade and I was like oh these these people are having a really nice time like what what do you mean there's there's a, a threat of murder Yeah you know actually I I kind of I do remember it being a little bit like being pretty subtle and kind of wondering at first, but, but I do feel like uh, when I watched it, that there was some hint of that. Like I was, I was not quite sure whether or not, you know, like what the nature of the relationship was. So maybe that, maybe that just reads a little bit differently from person to person. Mm, Maybe. Um, Uh, And then, uh, they establish pretty quickly that the wife hates their life. Uh, they live on that farm and she wants to move to the city. And so he decides the only way 
like I I don't understand why like I guess he just wanted the land to grow more corn on, but um his wife receives an inheritance of like a hundred acres that uh this pig farm wants to buy. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it's it's all kind of a little strange. Um but like why wouldn't he just sell the land and, and take the divorce? Well, I think if I think it was like if he did divorce her, he would would lose the land. So are are you saying like why wouldn't he just do it in that order? Yeah. Like she says at one point she's like, Why don't we just we'll sell the land and split the money and we'll go our separate ways. And he's up he gets concerned that she's gonna take his son uh away to the city and he'll become like a, a city boy where people in the city are fools because um, I guess you're only a real man if you work on a farm well I guess it's that he, he wants both he wants he wants to keep the farm so selling it isn't really an option um and he wants to keep his son so I guess divorcing isn't exactly an option either right um, I also thought it was a little strange how they made, how they kind of convinced the son to to murder the mom um, by by like she he uh, they have this one moment together where the the husband they the husband has decided that he's going to kill her and yeah. and he decides to tell her sure we can sell the land we we can we can do what you want to do and she decides to celebrate by getting like hammered drunk. And, oh yeah, she's all about it. And um and what what happens then like like they're all on the porch having a nice time and the son is dating the next door neighbor's daughter and the mom starts getting real crude with with the boy um mm-hmm. like like talking about um uh, how he's dealing with the with the with the girlfriend sexually and stuff. And and that's what pushes the son over the edge. Like she, he, he can't talk about Shannon like that. And the father like leads him into it, saying like, "But she will, and she'll drive you apart. You know, she'll she'll take her away from you." Um, like the way the father convinces the son that the only way for them to stay together is to have the mom murdered. Um, uh, I thought was a little heavy-handed, but you know, it, yeah, it seems a little easy. Like it, there's, there's not much, uh, there, it's not very gradual. You don't get to see much progression of it. It's sort of like, oh, it threatens the relationship of the, him and his girlfriend. So of course he's down with killing his mom Yeah, and it is pretty quick and easy. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> that's, that's fair that you might get in some fights about it or you might be, you know, if it was a custody fight kind of thing, like live with me and don't live with your mother, I could see that maybe swaying the kid. Right. Um, but I mean, the kids made out to look like a pretty, you know, decent kid. Yeah. Uh, so for him to be like kind of down with it, it's, it's not, you don't even see a whole lot of like, like mixed feelings about it. You don't see the kids struggle that much. He just kind of is like, all right, I'm dumb now and I will do that. Yeah. He's just, the son just kind of decides to go along with it. And the the kid's 14 years old, which is, I guess, old enough. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, the, the the son goes decides to go along with it a little too easy, but they got to move the movie along. It, um, you know, the plot's got to move along. Um, yeah, and so they go to the wife is like hammer drunk, passed out, and then they decide the best way to commit murder is to slice her throat, which I thought was really dumb. Like I thought that was <laughs> like let's pick the messiest way to do this and the reason that he says to slice her throat is because it'll be quick and she won't feel it and then like the dad can't even do it cleanly like he's got to cut her throat like four or five times yeah um and like it creates such a mess um that it doesn't it doesn't go as as advertised yeah i mean i mean what a mess (laughs) it's just (laughs) um yeah, you know, as you're as you're kind of pointing out the things that that fell a little short or were kind of weak in the movie, I, I'll agree with you on those things. I think probably the the one of the reasons I ended up enjoying it so much was probably Thomas Jane be, being so surprised that it was him. Like a kind of like listeners, <laughs> Nick and I have watched Thomas Jane in these terrible movies before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, probably not been super kind to his acting abilities. Uh, so seeing him, like, do such a good job, I was kind of, like, proud of him. I'm like, you go, dude. Yeah, he really uh, disappears into that character. Yeah, and, and since then, I, I, I saw him in that other movie I mentioned, um, Before I Wake, I think is the name of it. Yeah. And I did the same thing. I was like, who's this guy? He's he's a good actor, and I don't recognize him. In, you know, in fact... Funny. I had written down a note that said, um, not Aaron Eckhart. Because <laughs> he looks kind of like Aaron Eckhart. In yeah, this I'll give you that. Um, and, uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, it's Thomas Jane again. Yeah, so we were he's just getting really good. After we watched 1922, we just had Netflix open. And um, I guess we should add 1922 as like a Netflix original movie. Um, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're looking to find it. Um, but uh, we were just kind of flipping around on Netflix where it, it starts automatically playing trailers for you if you sit on the title for a second right. or two. And we went over to that Before I Wake, and I, I had forgotten that you had said that you saw that too. And there's like a long-haired, crazy-looking guy, and Jill looks it up and she goes, Oh, that's Thomas Jane too. That's <laughs> What a fun time. <laughs> yeah, he's uh I guess really stepped up his game. Um but it well and and I do think and again this is more your area than mine but like I do think it's a it's a nicely filmed movie. Oh yeah, like, it cinematography. Looks, it looks nice. great. Um it looks everything looks really like you can feel the heat. Like they, they're in Nebraska in in the summer and like you can really feel how hot it is. Like, mm-hmm. and all I can think is how uncomfortable it must be. Must have yeah, been like back then. Yeah, it feels sticky. Everything, yeah, it's just wet, hot, damp. And then um, Jill pointed out, like, because uh, the bed that they sleep on, she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, beds back then must have been just so uncomfortable, just like a a bag of fluff." <laughs> yeah, you he- can feel like it's lumpiness. Yeah, uh, and and then like just how stifling the rooms must be. Cause at one point the police officer is like searching the house for 
any trace of the wife because uh, the husband's reported her missing. And the police officer comes in the bedroom and he goes, oh, this is a nice room. And it is, it's hideous. Like it, it's, 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 it's a farmhouse bedroom um, for people who aren't very well off. Like, I mean, and the, the, the cop says something along the lines of, oh, and this is, uh, this is where you guys sleep. I guess it's pretty comfortable. And the, the husband says, yeah, well, the sun sets on the other side of the house, so it doesn't get too hot. And I'm like, go to hell. Like It's probably 100 degrees in there every night. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know what point I have about this, but I feel like I want to mention the cow thing. Yeah. So, the cow thing. Yeah, so... Um, so the husband to to dispose of the wife instead of instead of dragging her out to the cornfield where no one will ever find her he decides that the best way to do it is to throw her throw the body of the wife into this well uh this like dried dried up well that they have on the on the property and and they they throw her in there and he goes back like a couple days later and like looks down into it and like rats are eating the wife, um, which is a pretty graphic scene. I thought that was awesome. Well, and it's interesting because it really seems to disturb him. Yeah, it really, it, it really implants itself into his mind. And, and like, cause he even reacts like he, he like throws the bag shoot it or something he throw he has her suitcase with like all her clothes in it mm. uh and he throws it at them he's like get off of her at the rats because uh, that one rat that climbs out of her mouth uh, yeah. which was which was gross and awesome and <laughs> and um and and that's what sets up the rat thing for the rest of the movie um uh-huh. and um so his plan is to um so he throws the wife into the well and then a couple days go by and they decide that um the best way to hide the body is to bury her in the well but you can't just uh you can't just fill in a well like the day after your wife leaves so they they lead the cow on top of a well where it falls through the well cover um, and then the cow doesn't die right away. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's the cow that he shoots. Yeah. He, right. he shoots the cow. And, and, but like the cow is down there like screaming in pain. And he's like, he, <laughs> screaming. he's just like, he's just like, God damn it. I got to shoot the cow now. So he goes inside and gets the cow, the cow gun. He goes inside to get the gun and, and he shoots the cow. And then that's their, that's their cover for having to fill in the well is that like this livestock got lost over top of it. And then that's how they bury the wife as well. Now, now Nick, I've never been a detective and to my knowledge, you haven't either. I've, I've, I've portrayed one (laughs) here and there, (laughs) But, but here's my thought. I, uh, I go to a farm where a guy's wife mysteriously disappeared I'm already suspicious. He goes, when I go, hey, what's up with this well? He goes, yeah, my cow fell in it. Go, yeah. Wait a second, what? Does that happen? I think I'd be kind of like when he, if he were to say, yeah, the cow just walked up 
and fell in the well. I would have to imagine someone leading it there pretty yeah, much the way it actually happened. Why would a cow go up onto the well? It's a it's a pretty but then like later later in the movie, like when his life is really gone to shit and he's got the cow living in the house with him. Um, yeah. When he comes back from a, a different cow, a different cow. Yeah. When he comes back home and the cow has fallen down the steps, which is, which is the only thing I can think of is that happened to the cow is that I guess cows are just stupid. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine one falling down a well. Yeah. But you know, when you, when you were mentioning, um, also it was a really bad visual effect when the cow falls down the well. It is. It, <laughs> it just kind of goes, it goes like, 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 like the ground beneath it or the, the wood or whatever that it was standing on. It's just sort of like pulverizes itself uh-huh. and the cow falls down. Like you almost <laughs> like expect the cow to like, look at the camera yeah. like as his body's falling <laughs> yeah. down like its face is still in place like wily coyote <laughs> yeah yeah like it's gonna pull out a little sign that's like yipes and then um, and then another thing and then this this just reflects on my my current uh life is i've been doing a lot of um yard work and in my front garden bed i've created this retaining wall and um i have to fill it in with like all this fill dirt and it's like it's about four feet high at at its highest point, and the amount of dirt that I have to put into this thing to get it to fill up to the line where I'm gonna put like topsoil down, there's so much dirt that it's insane like how how much that the idea that these two guys could fill in that giant well in an afternoon with with fill dirt is insane. Like the the amount of dirt that it's taken for me to fill in my little garden bed, and the amount mm-hmm. of dirt that they need to fill in that giant well, and they they just kind of gloss over that they do it in a day and a half maybe, is is maybe. ridiculous. Maybe they just kind of cover the cow. No, they show that the the dirt is all the way to the top. That, is it okay? Yeah, they show that it's all the that the, the well is completely filled in. Well, you know, going back to uh, the the wife being down there and the rats chewing yeah. at her and oh, him yeah, getting rats. kind of freaked out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, well, I was thinking more about like his response. Like he seems not just grossed out, but kind of offended that the rats are like eating her. Yeah, yeah. And while on one hand it seems like, well, you, you seem pretty comfortable killing your wife. Um, I will say that when when the wife when he lies to her and says, Hey, you know what? I've changed my mind. I think we should move to the city. She seems like she seems genuinely excited about the whole thing. Like she doesn't, she doesn't just seem to, to go like, Oh good. I get to move to the city. She seems like happy with him. Yeah. Like it seems like there's, there's a, like up to that point, I haven't, uh, you know, in spite of like maybe a, a nice lemonade on the, porch or whatever like haven't gotten the sense of like she really wants to be happy with him or like she just wants this life but in that moment once she once he says that it seems like she's really relieved to be able to be like happy with him too yeah yeah so when he when the rat thing happens it kind of feels like like there's a 
there's a resonance there of like, oh, these people did really love each other once. Yeah, at one point they they did love each other and care for each other, and and what is the what does the man refer to the voice in his head that that says to kill his wife? Is he, does he call it the conniving man? I don't remember. Um, I think that's what he's what he's he refers to like because he he. He thinks of a bunch of different ways that he can get out of his marriage and and still keep the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And and he says like the conniving man says that this is the only way um is to like kill the wife or like fake her disappearance and whatnot. Um I can't remember. But um but like I guess it's just like the bad voice inside his head, like for like, I guess, cause I mean, it seems like he decides to kill his wife over the course of a week. Like they're, they're not happy together, but he decides that the only way for him to, to maintain the life that he has is to have her killed instead of just letting her go. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's, uh, Maybe that's because that's the point in time that she's become so insistent that they that they leave. You know, that it's like, okay, so this is going to be a... There, there's only... There, there's no way to, to keep us here together yeah. anymore. Uh, um, may, maybe up to that point, it's been like an ongoing argument for months or years, and it's just kind of seemed like... Oh, maybe she'll never get around to deciding for sure. I mean, I'm making up a lot of subjects here. Sure. But in terms of it being a quick decision, it might just be that it's something that finally was like an ultimatum. Um, So what did you think about the supernatural stuff that starts happening to him? I was not a huge fan. Now, did you you catch like he was drinking? um, Basically, he was drinking opium. Um, like after the, at one point a rat bites his hand and he gets like sick from it. Like he gets a bad infection and he starts drinking this, this opium drink. Did you catch that, that that was a opium liquor? You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I might have during the movie realized that. I don't know that I made much of it cause it's not, uh, like when I think of the movie, that's not something that I I think of. So I'm not sure if I if I did or not. But are you, are you getting at that? Like maybe that's what the paranormal stuff is—that it's just his head. Yeah, because out. back in the day, they used to prescribe women um, basically like opium liquor. Um, yeah, exactly, and that's what he's drinking. I think is he's because it's for like female hysterics. I think it says on the. Uh, on the bottle, um, which, uh, which they don't prescribe anymore because it's opium, which is not super great for you. That's a happy little bird. <laughs> uh, here, I didn't even hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, chirping away. Um, but, uh, anyway, so like, I think that he starts basically, he's, he's not only losing his like, senses but um oh his son we forgot to mention that his son leaves yeah um his son gets the girl next door pregnant and um he he basically runs away he runs away to like a a, a lope 
with with the girl and um and we don't know what happens to the son but then the uh the father gets bit by a rat and the rat bite gets infected and he starts drinking this opium drink and it's winter so he can't get he can't get to a doctor which i thought was a was an interesting touch like he's trapped on this farm mm-hmm. and uh and so then he's just drinking this opium drink i guess for pain and and he starts seeing the body of his wife walking around the house. And <laughs> <laughs> that happens. And um and uh what did you think of that? Like when when the wife when the body of the wife like chases him down the basement or scares him down into the basement and she starts whispering to him like everything that his son has gone through. His son basically turns into like a bank robber in order to yeah. pay for his life. Um did you think that that was what was actually happening to the son or was the father just imagining it? You know, I, I kind of like, I would have liked the idea more of like him just kind of imagining what's going on or finding out in a normal way. And so I, th- I think it is what's going on. I think it is what's happened to his son. Yeah. But I don't like that. It's his ghost wife telling him yeah me neither yeah i thought it was kind of a lazy like what what i thought what i thought was happening was that he was imagining his son because the the sheriff comes by the house after the son runs away and says that a boy matching his son's description robbed the bank yeah and the father's like now you don't know that it was him he's a good boy he wouldn't do anything like that and so what when when the when the wife starts telling him the, when the body of the wife starts telling him all the terrible things his son is doing, uh, I think it would have been maybe a little better if if he was just imagining his son doing all these terrible things, but in reality the son was doing just fine. That would have been an interesting way to go with it. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it, it, there's something to it in terms of like, hey, you ruined your kid and that's probably the worst thing you could do in your own mind. Right. Um, so I guess it would work either way. You know, as long as he thought that was going on, it would still be the same impact on him. But I guess I do also appreciate the idea that like, hey, when you kill your mom, <laughs> you're going to be uh, apt to go down some other bad paths too. Yeah, it's not going to um, be, you're not going to have a, a pretty super life after you do something like that. Yeah, it would be a little strange to have the movie end and have the kid doing fine. You know, from the angle of the father, it would be kind of interesting that he thinks everything's going badly, but the kid's doing fine. But for the angle of, like, the kid, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I don't know how I feel about the kid <laughs> having yeah. a happy life after murdering his mom. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, I, if it is in his head, which I think is fair as an idea, you know, that, that the haunting you know, his own internal haunting of his wife sort of in his own sort of unconscious brings him to reality and says, Hey, we've messed up so much stuff. We did do this to our son. That That's okay. But I guess with it being so, I don't know, visually sort of like, it does seem kind of paranormal. It doesn't seem like it's all just in his head uh-huh. that, I don't like when ghosts fill in things for people. Yeah, you know? it feels lazy. 
Yeah, I didn't like it in uh, what's that overrated space movie? Um, with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Gravity. Yeah, Gravity. I loved Gravity. <laughs> it's, I'm not surprised to hear you say that at all. I know you love space stuff, and it is a cool movie to watch, like to see, especially on the big screen. Um, but I didn't think it was all that great as like a story. And I didn't like oh, yeah, no, that the story at the end is terrible. Well, and at the end, instead of her just kind of, you know, I know it is supposed to be sort of just her, her again, like her unconscious, her internalized George Clooney, you know, it's her, she's thinking through things, but I'd rather have her do that in a way where she's clearly just thinking it through rather than George Clooney's ghost showing up and being like, all right, now push that button and pull that knob right or, or, or whatever yeah. um so yeah i don't like i don't like when ghosts seem to fill in gaps for people yeah um, especially if, did, if the ghost isn't really there like, yeah so i take it you weren't a fan either of that element I, I thought it was a little lazy um and especially like the the end of the movie when when they when they're all ghosts and mm-hmm. and they're holding a knife. What what do you think is happening at the end of the movie? Is paint the picture a little bit more for me again. So the, they're all ghosts. The very end of the on? the very end of the movie, he's wrapping up his story about um how he how he loses the farm and he um he moves to Omaha and takes a job as like a day laborer and th- and this is after he's lost his hand and everything, um mm-hmm. and he uh. Uh, he like gets this hotel room and and in the hotel room is where he's been writing the story and these rats are like eating their way into the room and oh, right and then he finishes writing the story and he turns around and it's the three bodies of his wife his son and his son's girlfriend and uh-huh. the, and they're all like eaten by the rats that they were left next to um oh um let, let me step back for a minute um, when the father, when the body of the son is brought back to the father, the son dies, by the way, I'm not sure if we made that clear. Um, the son kills himself because the daughter gets shot during a botched robbery and, and, uh, uh the girlfriend gets shot during a botched robbery and, um, he has to identify the body in the morgue and the, the morgue operator doesn't warn him like, the, he doesn't say, "Hey, your son's body." The the rats got to him. He just pulls the blanket back, and his son's eaten face is just right. It's just there, and Thomas Jane's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know I remember the the rats eating their way through the wall. I do not remember the three bodies just chilling out behind him. Oh, that was like the very last shot of the movie. Was the 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 wife was standing there the son was standing there the son is holding a, a butcher's knife and the the girlfriend is standing with them too and then they cut back to the husband and he says he says something i don't remember what he says but uh oh he's like uh, something along the lines of uh, no matter what you do you always get caught something something like that and and then that's where the movie ends. And I think it's implied that either he kills himself or the ghosts kill him. But uh, it's not very clear um, what what exactly happens at the end. I thought the last ten minutes of the movie were kind of all over the place. 
Well, then I'm going to go ahead and say the last scene isn't very memorable. I don't remember <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so, well, it sounds like it, it, it sounds like overall, uh, it sounds like we're both kind of on the same page. Like this has some some writing weaknesses, some things that could have been uh, done a little bit better. But overall, the performance and and the, the atmosphere of it's worth worth people watching yeah um the movie's definitely worth worth checking out um the the last the last 10 to 20 minutes is kind of a mess um you could tell they didn't know how to end the movie or where to end the movie so that just kind of they're just kind of like it just kind of goes along and then it stops um well that that sounds kind of like a you know sounds familiar as far as stephen king things go mm -hmm. but um you know another thing that i liked about the movie is uh now john grisham is the king of uh oh god terrible the king of not knowing how to end anything um it's like uh what's the one where where the kid the kid saw the the crime the client yeah where 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 the whole movie or the whole book the kid's like i'm not going to testify i'm not going to testify and then the last pages (laughs) i guess i'll testify yeah uh well um, I think we're going to have to end it here because my twins are waking up. Sounds like duty calls. Time, All to, right. get, time to get back to work. Um, Good timing, kids. Uh, anything to add for any, any last uh, mentions, Matt? Uh, no, I don't think I have anything to throw out there. All right. Um, and uh, I just wanted to thank everybody for getting us to 10,000 listens. Um, is is a huge accomplishment. I was very really impressed and really proud. Um, so thank you so much. And, um, if, uh, if you're looking to help out the show in any other way, consider writing a review on iTunes and, uh, share and, uh, subscribe to the show. Um, but if, uh, if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. Bye.